welcome back to another episode of Accounting for Us. My name is Ozo Namadim, the second vice president of the Metro DC chapter of NAVA. Today, I am joined with our president for the current year. She's our upcoming president and a great role model, inspiration, friend. Um, her name is Phyllis Carter, and I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Um, like Ozo said, I'm Phyllis Carter, and I'm the president for the NAVA Metro DC chapter. So um, by trade, outside of NABA, I am a senior consultant working for Guy House, and Guy House is an international consultant firm that services clients for both commercial and public sector. Um, I specifically work for the public sector, um, namely so the federal government. So in my area of expertise, I have um, I have an accounting degree. So really my background is in auditing, accounting, internal controls, and just um, financial transformation. So as a consultant, we essentially work with uh, federal government agencies to fix their internal control programs and environments just so they can remediate any issues they may have that, that comes up on a financial audit or any other type of assessment. So with my job, I also sit on the Black Inclusion Network, which is the affinity group for our African-American professionals. And I also lead the CSR initiative, the, the Corporate Social Responsibility Initiative, which essentially is community service, a big fancy word for community service. But for the most part, I lead that group for our financial services sector. Um, and I also write technical papers with our finance optimization group. So they keep me very busy at work, needless to say. But even though I'm so busy at work, I consider NABA like my second job and also my baby because I've been involved with NABA for at this point, I think almost 10 years. Uh, yeah, it's been almost 11 years that I've been involved with NABA as a professional member. Um, I was actually introduced to NABA as a student when I was at Jackson State University. Go Tigers, the I love. Um, but I basically um, sat in the accounting club, and the accounting club was also our NABA student chapter. So that's how I got introduced to NABA. And as a professional, I just decided, oh, I want to volunteer, still be involved. And before you knew it, I ended up on the board, and now I'm president. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that is an amazing introduction, Phyllis. Like, um, first and first of all, uh, with all of the technical language and subject matter expertise that you have at Guidehouse, I'm surprised you have time for NABA. And like, we appreciate you because <laughs> your bill rate <laughs> is probably ridiculously high, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, to your NABA story, I think it's great. I love hearing everyone's. Um, introduction to NABA and kind of how they continue to develop um, an involvement throughout the years. So would you mind, uh, do you mind like just telling us a little bit more about like your local involvement and how you came familiar with the DC chapter? It sounds like you moved from Jackson to mm -hmm. DC for work, right? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. So then, uh, do you mind just telling us about how you got involved with NABA in DC and like what's your involvement been with like here and what was your role to president like? Oh, sure. No problem. So, um, you know, just being um, connected to NABA through the College Pipeline Initiative, which is actually one of the initiatives we have for college students. Um, my membership transferred from student right to professional when I moved here. 
Um, so for the first year, I was on the mailing list for NABA, but with that being my first year in my career, I also felt like, okay, maybe I need to focus more on my career and not focus on like, you know, going extracurriculars as much. So I stay connected in that way. Um, so once that year passed, of course you have to renew your membership and I did not renew my membership because I was like, oh, well now I have to pay for it and I'm not even doing anything. So you know, I'll just—I mean, I'm still on the mailing list, so I know I'll always get looped back in when I get looped back in. So, about probably a couple of years later, I saw an event that I was interested in going in. I wish I remembered what type of event it was, but it just—it just like cued my interest a little bit. So I was just like, okay, let me um go to this event and see what Nat was talking about. And that's where I met the president at the time, Jamal Dubuis, and you know, we just had a you know small conversation. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to get involved with NABA. You know, I hope to volunteer soon. And he said, okay, well, you know, get my contact information. We'll stay in touch. So basically, maybe not even a month later, he reached back out to me and asked me about volunteering. And I was like, sure. And he was like, well, actually, you know, we have a need for a secretary. Um, we just had our elections and, you know, there's a vacant spot. He said, you want to get involved? You know, and he did ask me, you know, like, did you want to get involved kind of like on a small level or do you want to just jump right in there? And me being the ambitious person that I am said, sure, I like the challenge. Why not? So I joined the board. Um, the secretary before had already left. She didn't leave much for me to gauge on or work with. There were things, but for the most part, I was put in a position to literally build myself or build like from the ground up in a sense. So that was my first challenge. My second challenge was trying to learn um, some of the mechanisms that go with like particular software that we were working with to get our newsletters out and things like that. So I had to teach myself how to do that because the secretary knew, but no one else on the board knew. Um, but for the most part, I just really jumped in hands first, feet first. I just wanted to get involved that badly because I like knew, you know, deep down, like, I just always felt like, um, I owe something back to NABA because NABA helped me through my career. Um, NABA was one of the reasons that I ended up with the job that I had coming out of school, um, just being exposed to these different professionals and organizations. It just, I felt like, you know, that was my obligation to give back in some way. So why not start here with this chapter? And, you know, I, I joined and I never turned back. Um, I was secretary for a few years. Um, and even within that term or my last term as secretary, I actually got an opportunity to move to India for my job that I was working with at the time. So I did not want to leave the board. I did not want to st stop my responsibility. So in India, I still did my best to be secretary for the chapter. So there will be times where the newsletters will go out at like 4 a.m., <laughs> wow. I sent it out some crazy I sent it out at like 4 p.m. on my side so um that was definitely a very interesting year as a board member for me because you know I just wanted to still be involved or still be connected to the chapter that was also the same year that the convention was hosted in DC so I remember one of the times that I was in town I actually came up to, you know, participate with the um, board and the you know, convention as a whole. It was just a great experience overall. But 
I say all that to say that uh, I want to stay connected and keep going. But eventually, I kind of got burned out from being secretary, and I wanted to learn different areas of the board. So there was an opportunity with, well, now it's called Community Affairs Committee, but at the time, it was just focused on financial literacy only. Uh, we actually had that committee for a while, but the director stepped down some years ago, and we just kind of let it die. But I kind of took that as my own personal project of, okay, maybe we, I can revive this committee. We can kind of get back involved in the community again for financial literacy. So um, I knew from work experiences that I worked with Junior Achievement, which is a local nonprofit organization in the D.C. area that focused specifically on financial literacy with elementary and high school children and middle school, I'm sorry, but essentially school age children. Um, I already had that connection with them. We're working with volunteering with them with previous employers. So I decided to reach out to them to see, hey, you know, can Napa Metro DC volunteer with you guys for your program, Junior Achievement Finance Park? And maybe we can come through quarterly with maybe 10 volunteers just to help out for a day. And they said, sure. So from that point, we basically build a partnership with Junior Achievement to volunteer with them three to four times a year. Um, with any programs that they have, but we specifically work with Finance Park. Um, so I was very proud of that achievement. I was also just looked at that as like, you know, I can really just you know, make impact with this chapter. You know, secretary, don't get me wrong, secretary is a great role because you're able to see a little bit of everything in everybody's committees. But when I started on that particular committee, they just kind of kept my fire going and going. And I always just wanted to look at, okay, how can I call, um, provide more impact? How can I provide more impact? And at that point, I decided, okay, well, I've been on the board for a little while. Maybe I should, you know, aim for a VP position because that way I can touch more committees and be more involved from that standpoint. And I ran for VP and I won. And I was definitely surprised because at that point, I've been the person behind the scenes this whole time. I mean, I will say that this can have been a theme of mine. That's why I call myself a silent leader sometimes. Um, I'm that person who's pulling the strings behind the scenes, fixing this, fixing that, you know, but not putting myself in the forefront of, okay, I'll be the face for this now. And mm-hmm. for VP, I was almost forced to do that at that point because, you know, I've been doing the work all this time. Why not? So that's how I ended up being VP and eventually transferring to president. Um, after serving under our past president, Rudolph Graham, for many, many years, um, he just felt that I was ready to just kind of take the chapter on to the next level. So that's how I ended up being president. Awesome. I think that that's a great story. And it, and it's crazy, one, because it started out with the CPI initiative, which um, if there are any students who are listening to this podcast who have not, um, who are within that one year, uh, you should definitely consider the CPI initiative. It's just free dues um, to make sure that you stay involved and stay connected to the resources, and we help and continue helping you to grow. And then it it and then it brought you over to the mailing list. And my next question, as it relates to you and the mailing list, is like for if there are members who are listening to this because they are on our mailing list right now. Um, if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast right now who is on the mailing list, who has like been interested in getting involved, but kind of has 
been off the radar for a little bit. What steps would you suggest they take to become a little more active with the chapter? Um, you know, I think it just starts with, you know, just looking at the content that we come out with every week on our newsletter. Um, you know, I just feel like there's something for everybody. At least that's what we aim for our programming to be. And I will say this, if you feel like there are some things that we haven't touched on or, you know, things you're interested in, in particular from seeing from our, um, well, we're definitely open to hear about it. Just email us at info at navametrodc.org. Shameless plug. But <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to say that uh, it really just starts with just a newsletter. You don't have to, you can write us because we do have um, that information on our website where you can reach out to each particular committee. Um, if you have a particular interest in, oh, I want to work with students. Um, I want to see, you know, volunteer with college students to see if we can get them, you know, in these some of these organizations. That's fine. That's what we have our student services committee for. And they have their separate email address. We have program where we focus on professional development of our members. They have their separate email address and so forth and so on. But that's one side of the uh, resource. But there's also the other side of our newsletter where you actually see events where you can come and get acquainted with um, our members, get acquainted with board members and just go from there because that's how I got involved. I literally looked at a newsletter and was like, oh, this in this looks interesting. Let me attend this event. And I just kind of like networked and went from there. So I'll say maybe for people who are more extroverted in the sense that kind of know exactly what they're going for and they know they want to talk to this person and that person. That's the perfect opportunity. Um, but if you want to, you know, just kind of play it by ear, just kind of learn more information, that's when you can email us and reach out to say, hey, I'm interested in volunteering with, you know, programming or community affairs or any of our other committees. And we'll just take it from there. But it really just starts with raising your hands. And I also just want to put a disclaimer on, you know, when it comes to volunteerism, we take help in whatever form that it comes in. We're not saying that you have to jump in, you know, hands, feet to the ground, drop all your other commitments, come volunteer with us. While that'll be great, even if you say, hey, I know I want to volunteer for this particular event. I'm not sure, you know, how much time I can give, you know, to everything else that's going on, but I do have an interest in this. That's perfectly fine, but getting involved is key. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It all starts with your involvement and NABA is like, it's really like a fire whenever uh, I think I heard Angela Vaughn say this back in 2017, where she was the speaker for Evening with NABA. It all starts with like one event. Everybody has a story where there was like one influential person or one event you went to, and then it just, it kept you moving and motivated to stay involved and stay active and continue giving back. So um, right. I, I love that. I want to switch gears for a little bit. Uh, earlier, you when you were talking about your your progression through the chapter, you were giving us some of the, um, the impacts that you had on the chapter, like um, growing the community fairs, um, growing the financial literacy committee over to um, partner with Junior Achievement and, and, in, and into the community affairs committee that we have today. So I guess, um, what is one of your goals or what are some of your goals for next year? But before we get to what your goals are, I apologize. Can we, um, can you describe your goals for this upcoming year in three words for us? Oh, sure. Um, 
<laughs> I laugh because, you know, if you know me, you know that I'm low key corny and I laugh at my own jokes. So even if you got you listeners listen to what I have to say and you probably feel like this girl is so whack. I mean, I really think that this is like a funny little acronym I came up with my three words. So mm-hmm. I like to think of our chapter as a car moving forward. So car stands for connection, adaptation, and renewal. So I love that. <laughs> I'm up just thinking about it. So, <laughs> so I'll start with C for connection. So I think that our chapter has done a fairly good job of trying to stay connected to the community. Um, you know, we have our newsletters, we have these emails where, people, you know, we ask people to reach out to us. We actually try to, you know, talk to our members while we're out on the ground, you know, as we have these events, um, just consistently throwing out content. You know, we had a great podcast that, you know, you started this year. That was amazing. Also, um, and, you know, I, I feel like we're just continuing to look for ways to stay connected within the community. Um, so moving forward into the new year, we want to just kind of keep that trend going. Um, without you know updating our website and then all these other great ideas that we have um, as I'll talk about a little later on in the podcast but um, for the most part we're just looking for different ways to continue our connection with our members um, just giving them the resources that they need um, and adaptation um, I guess you know speaking towards everything that's just happened this year we'll start with COVID-19 um, as you know, a lot of our events have been in person. Um, it's rare, if ever, that we had anything online. I think the only online thing we may have, may have had is this podcast. Everything else has been in person. But unfortunately, with COVID-19, it's all forced us all home. And we had to quickly adapt to the change of the environment. Um, okay, we have all these different programs. We have all these different events coming up. And now we have to cancel. And there are some things we had to completely cancel and scratch. And then there were other things we were like, you know what, we have to push through. For instance, um, the evening with NABA, that's one of our major events that we have every year where we honor um, our professional members for the year. Uh, We have certain members who win awards, professional awards for the year. We also use that night to give out our student scholarships. Um, Given COVID-19, we were unable to um, personally or physically host our 41st annual event. However, we could not cancel because we have scholarships to give and we still wanted to honor those individuals that worked so hard in their careers. um, And we just wanted to honor them in that special way. So we still worked. We basically had to pivot and adapt to the new um, environment by, okay, we're still going to do these nominations. We're still going to um, ask these students to fill out this um, these essays and applications for these scholarships. Uh, we still had to get in touch with our corporate partners saying, hey, we know that we can't do the big program, but you know, are you still available to give these students these scholarships? And of course they were on board for that. So essentially we had a virtual version of our um, program. So essentially we did award scholarships, um, I believe six or seven. Um, the number loses me at this point, but I believe it was seven total. And we also issued our professional awards as well. And we released the names of those those particular individuals on our newsletter. So the goal is to still have them presented in person, hopefully in 2021 when things level off a little bit. But for the most part, that was just an example that I wanted to share of us just trying to quickly adapt. I mean, we literally had a plan. We had the venue booked 
for evening with Nabba and we had to just cut that, scratch that plan completely and just start over in a sense. So um, I use that as an example, but um, we are moving forward into this next fiscal year with trying to figure out a hybrid between um, virtual and personal um, events. So that way our members, even if they feel like, okay, I'm not necessarily comfortable with coming to a public space, there is still programming for you guys where we have these virtual opportunities. Um, then the R is for renewal. Renewal meaning that even though our chapter is in a pretty decent place with our program, we're always looking for ways to grow and, you know, renew ourselves in a different way. Um, given, I guess, our second major event, which I would like to say isn't a quote unquote major event for us because I feel like this is every day of our lives. Um, currently, everything happening with Black Lives Matter, we definitely are looking to our program into a space where we're definitely catering to our members and making sure that our message is very, very clear that Black Lives Matter um, with the type of things that we're giving to our members, like the book club, we're focusing on books where we talk about all the different social, economic um, limitations that we experience and racial injustice that we face in the world. Uh, we're also looking forward to possibly having candid conversations unplugged. Um, you always hear the term of candid conversations and usually it's hosted by a corporate partner where, you know, some people might not necessarily feel 100% comfortable because this employer may be host, their employee may be hosting the session. I'm hoping that, you know, with us having a meeting of minds like, hey, you know, this is your safe space and you can just tell us how you're really feeling and we can talk about solutions on how you can just, you know, be an overall better business professional and feel great about you know, your career and position that you're moving yourself to. Um, so that's another idea that we had. And we're also looking forward to doing, you know, voters registration and partnerships with other organizations such as NAACP and Urban League. Um, I'm just looking for us to almost just re-emerge out of this thing, you know, whether it's like coming out of COVID or even the aftermath of what's currently going on with That Last Matters, that we're just renewed and we're refreshed we just have this like really, really nice way forward for our chapter. Awesome. I think like if, if our listeners are not inspired after listening to you describe all of your plans for this upcoming year, I don't know what else would, would change uh, their minds because um, I'm motivated and I'm a part of the board. I already knew the plans, but, <laughs> but uh, to just hear you so passionately about it it's just like it it keeps me going under your leadership i'm super excited um and i just i cannot wait so if um if you are interested in getting connected to the chapter um uh, mm -hmm. make sure that you are on our website and you are at nabametrodc.org if you follow us at nabametrodc on all major social media platforms um and you can follow us um any of the board members on LinkedIn, we're all pretty active and um, just some ways to make it more personal so you can find a connection within the chapter. Um, right. Speaking of next year, uh, and you know, in NABA news, uh, it's like it's like uh, the Grammys for us. So the National <laughs> Convention is in DC next year. Um, you know, after COVID, we will probably be expecting some some greatness coming from the DC chapter. So how do you uh, how do you think our local chapters will uh, 
our local chapter operations will be affected. I mean, in like, when I say operations, I mean, how do you think our local chapter programming may be affected as a result? And then what are you most excited about with the, with the convention coming to DC? Oh, that is such a loaded question. I mean, let me figure out where to start. So um, I'm very, very excited about the convention coming to DC. Uh, Once I realized that I would be president when it rolled around for the convention, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is definitely something that I am somewhat new to, but not new to at the same time, given that DC hosted in 2014 when I was a board member. But now that I'm kind of leading the helm, it's definitely way more responsibility or, you know, just, yeah, way more responsibility than I was ever originally um, given. But needless to say, I am very, very excited about the convention coming to D.C., um, especially coming off of COVID. Um, This year's convention, unfortunately, will be hosted virtually instead of the original plan of being hosted in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, So I feel like, you know, needless to say, the pressure is on, you know, this is going to be our first time in person in two years, usually every year, you know, there is excitement building up, building up because the the great thing about NABA and NABA being a family is even though I have the NABA Metro DC chapter, I have people that I consider family that's in the Dallas chapter. I have people that I love in the Atlanta chapter, love the New York chapter. Like it's just so many different people from all over the country that I have connections to and we're all connected as NABA. So you almost look at it as like the big family reunion. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's like we usually have a family reunion every year in person. Now we've had to wait for two years and we're going to be in D.C. It's just going to be this like great, great moment and experience. I just cannot wait to have people come and, you know, just host, be the host city. Um, When it comes to the local chapter and the operations, our operations should still flow um, just as smoothly as any other year. The only difference is us hosting the convention. Uh, we do have a separate committee specifically dedicated to the convention. So don't worry, members, we will still have our regular programming. We will still keep things going for us locally, but there will be some merging at some point, of course, because when we run into the convention, we're going to have to host events or at least the local chapter is responsible for hosting, um, you know, hospitality events in a sense, the kind of welcome you know, our national members to the D.C. area. Um, You know, I can only share so much information about what we have planned, but just know that we have a lot of wonderful things in store for our members. Um, And it's not, you know, I guess also just being a whole city, you know, D.C. members, you know, you're a member of NABA Metro D.C., bring your friends, you know, bring your friends to the events, get them acquainted with NABA. You know, it's not like a closed door private situation, we have these hospitality events. It's usually open to the public. So, you know, it's an opportunity for you to bring people that, you know, may be interested in membership or, you know, just a friend who wants to tag along and meet new people and network. That's a perfect opportunity to do that as well. So, um, um, yes. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, you're good. No, you're fine. I was actually wrapping up. <laughs> awesome. I cannot wait. It sounds like. One, chapter operations, business as usual, guys, so don't worry. Um, it, it actually sounds like there's more opportunity to get involved because absolutely, the, the convention creates so many more opportunities for us and so much more work that we, we get to all share in the wealth. 
Well, um, uh, let me add this other stat, shameless plug, since mm-hmm. I sort of kind of brought it up, where I said that we have a separate, <clears throat> we have a separate committee specifically dedicated to the convention. And under that convention, you will have these different types of volunteers. So needless to say, we would love for people to volunteer. Like, hey, even if you've never volunteered with NABA a day in your life, that's fine. We will still take you. And if you have some kind of, you know, convention experience that you want to bring to the forefront, that's more than welcome as well. Even though we definitely have been doing this for some time as, as a organization and we do have conference professionals who are planning the bigger pieces of it. When it comes down to the work of on the ground in that day to day move, that's when you need the volunteers to step up. So if you guys are interested in that in any type of way, definitely feel free to reach out to us and we'll get you connected. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, I'll actually be linking a, a Google form in the description of this podcast um, episode so that whenever you click in the description, you'll be able to just submit your name and you'll be able to uh, get in contact with us that way. Amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, earlier you mentioned um the local programming being specifically tailored towards elevating Black voices, the voices of Black professionals, um, and being a a resource uh, within the community for anyone who's interested and, you know, just articulating or just like being a safe space pretty much. Mm -hmm. So if I'd like to partner with the chapter for, to support any of the specific initiatives for Black lives, how would I do that? And where would I go? Are you speaking from a corporate perspective or just, you know, an in- individual wanting to jump in? For either one. Can you tell okay. me? <laughs> so if you're working for an organization or if the organization is yours, you know, um, you decide, hey, I want to be able to amplify Black voices and I want to jump in. What's next? Um, you definitely can start by reaching out to me directly um, at president at navametrodc.org or even our corporate director at corporate at navametrodc.org and just basically express your interest. And from there, we'll just schedule kind of a getting to know you meeting just to try to understand from your perspective what you're looking for. Just making sure that we're on the same page about expectations and, you know, um, just a way forward. And it really just starts from there. You know, it, it's not this long drawn out process. It's just more so of let's get connected. Let's see if we have the same initiatives, our thoughts in mind, and we just move forward from there. And if you're an individual that's looking to get more involved, <clears throat> again, you reach out to these different particular committees that you may be interested in with a particular initiative. For instance, if you uh, see the book club, you have a book idea that you want to bring to the forefront, definitely reach out to our membership. Our, um, our membership committee is responsible for driving the book club. So you just reach out to membership and say, hey, you know, I think this book might be, you know, a good idea to present or something like that. And we'll definitely take into consideration to see if it's a good fit for our book club or even more. You know, hey, I've been reading this book. I think it's great. You know, I want to volunteer with the committee, you know, maybe host a book club meeting, something like that. Now, is that the description of the, the membership directors as far as you actually hosting? But I'm very sure they would not tell you that you couldn't be involved. You can absolutely be involved. So um, it just really starts with, you know, again, raising your hand. And I keep going back to that same theme because, you know, it's this is another corny Phyllisism. So just roll with me here. When you look at the motto for NABA, you see two hands. 
You see one at the bottom, you see one at the top. Our motto is lifting as we climb. So all it takes is you raising your hand and we're going to be there to grab that other side and pull you up. Awesome. I like, I've never heard you speak so presidential. Well, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I've never heard you speak uh, so like this. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm over here like, bless your heart now. I am like, I love it. Thank you. I am so inspired. I am so um, just like proud to be on this board. Um, and I guess like, I, I just want to get any last words from you for um, how, like anything else that if, if you, if you don't think that you, our listeners have gotten inspiration for this upcoming fiscal year, just by listening to this start of this episode, like what else would you say to somebody who is just on the fence looking for something to do? Um, or like if looking to give your time, any resources, whatever the case may be, but looking to get more involved and engage with the chapter, what would that be? I mean, I think it just really starts with passion. Um, you know, one thing I will say, you know, just at the crux of my being, like community service is what really drives me. Being able to give back to somebody, you know, and it doesn't always have to be the quote unquote less fortunate. Just feeling like I've helped someone in any way just really, really makes my heart smile. And, you know, just I knew that from a young age that community service would be some of my life's work. I just didn't know how. And, you know, I just think that, you know, God has definitely aligned the stars to show that feels this is where you're supposed to be. Um, you know, just the way things just kind of fall into place that I didn't even necessarily have to work so hard to, you know, make work. I didn't have to make it fit. It just fit. Um, you know, like I said, I love community service. I love giving back. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so, oh, how can I give back? What can I do? Like, it just really starts with what you like, what you feel passionate about. What, what do you care about? I know I care about community service. Okay. What do I, what does Phyllis care about? I care about, you know, my profession. I care about the industry. I know, you know, I, let's, let's get into a little bit more of my background. I grew up in Mississippi, you know, mm -hmm. arguably one of the most quote unquote racist states in, in the nation because, and I say quote, because I feel like all states have some racial undertones or we're all struggling in racial inequality all over, but mm -hmm. Mississippi got it bad. Um, I grew <laughs> up, <laughs> I mean, it's just real. I grew up in, you know, rural Mississippi, you know, just a disenfranchised area. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Aww. Even just even like just being in the environment where I grew up in where some people I just know some people just like hopeless. And, you know, they just, you know, they didn't have anything to look forward to. I just. I don't know. I just always want to feel like, how can I lift this person up? How can I make them, you know, feel better about things? And, you know, my aunt, may she rest in peace. She was definitely an inspiration to me. Um, she showed me my first, I gave me my first like real introduction to service. She was always helping people around her. You know, she was on those front lines, you know, helping people register to vote. And, you know, if she saw someone who was hungry, she gave them something to eat. Like that's just the person that she was. And I was always just so inspired by her. Um, and then, you know, as an adult, you know, I just decided like, oh, you know, hey, I'm going to jump into community service and, you know, I'm just going to keep this going because I know those are the things that I care about. 
I volunteered in college. In my first job, I didn't really talk about it much, but on my first job, I initiated, you know, us going to, you know, clean up with the homeless and, you know, feed, you know, with the national, no, I'm sorry, with the Capital Area Food Bank. You know, I just always look at these different things that drive me and make me happy. It really, really starts with passion. And when it comes to NABA, I just knew that NABA helped me so much and I wanted to give back. And, I, you know, I thought about, you know, how I was that student at Jackson State, you know, from Mississippi, who really hadn't traveled outside the state, let alone, like, you know, internationally. And I was just, I had these big dreams and I just had, you know, all I needed was someone to nurture and pour into me. And I got that from NABA. So I want to be able to do the same thing, whether it's a professional or a student member. Awesome. Thank you so much. Like, well, one, we thank, we thank God for your aunt who has inspired you because you continue to inspire us on a daily basis. So oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think I, I think that that was a great place to wrap up the episode. If you are looking to learn more about NABA Metro DC, follow us on all social media platforms at NABA Metro DC follow in or check out our website at NabaMetroDC.org. Um, thank you and subscribe to our newsletter. All right. Awesome. Thanks guys. Bye.